of the International Secret Police. Ceiling zero. Ceiling zero. Ceiling zero. Our three friends, Speed Gibson, Clint Barlow, and Barney Dunlap, have at last arrived in Hong Kong, China, the end of the long hop aboard the China Clipper from Alameda, California. They are determined to capture the octopus. The only clue they have as to his Hong Kong headquarters is a barely legible map which Marsha Winfield gave them and which her brother sent her just before his mysterious disappearance in connection with the octopus. Just before the Clipper landed... Clint received an insolent welcoming wire from his enemy, and he can hardly wait to tell this to Barney, who is flying a special bullet monoplane the boys confiscated from an octopus spy on Wake Island. After their passports have been visaed and everything is in order, our friends make their way along the crowded dock, with little Gene Kingsley and Speed all eyes as they step on Chinese soil for the first time. Boy, what a place. What smell? Different from anything I ever smelled before. <laughs> You'll find most everything different from anything you've ever experienced before, Jean. This is China, the Far East. Oh, I like it, Clint. But I just sort of have to get used to it. Hey, look, here comes Barney. <laughs> a welcoming committee of one again. Jean's father intended meeting us, too. I wonder where he is. Hello, everybody. What kept you so long? I could have landed my crate an hour ago, but I had some fun stunting waiting for you. Uh, the way you were scooting along the skyways after we took off in Manila, I'm surprised you're not in Paris, my listen. What was your hurry? I've been hurrying ever since we left Alameda. Either chasing octopus spies or being chased. Why should I slow down now? And boy... That little ship can beat anything in the air. She's got everything. Power, speed... And a very bad reputation. Don't forget that. Have you tended to your passport yet? Sure. I wouldn't be here if I hadn't. These British fellas are mighty careful about who lands here and why. But, of course, my international secret police credentials fix me up proper. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of papers, look at this. What's that, a telegram? Yeah. A welcome from the octopus. Yeah, yeah what? Of all the ner... Hey, hey, let's get Gene to a dad quick so as we can start on our real business of tracking that guy down. Oh, well, now that you've told everyone within earshot just why we're here, let's go see about our luggage. Oh, I hope Dr. Kingsley's waiting up there, too. He probably will be. You know, the clipper landed ten minutes early, Marsha. Possibly he didn't know about that. Gee, look at the rickshaws up there waiting for us. <laughs> just like the taxis at home. Oh, can we ride in one of those, Marsha? They look like they'd be lots of fun. Well, we'll see, Gene, honey. Oh, here comes your father now. Yes. Who's that with him, the Chinese? Yeah, how should we know? Oh, Jean, well, darling, my darling baby, how are you? Oh, Daddy, <laughs> Daddy, I'm so glad to be with you again. But Marsha took awful good care of me. I'm sure of that. Well, welcome to Hong Kong, Miss Winfield. Oh, thank you, Dr. Kingsley. And may I introduce three friends who have also taken very good care of Jean? Mr. Barlow, no, did, Mr. Dunlap, and Please Speed Gibson, Mr. Hi, Barlow's nephew. You, Mr. Gibson? And uh, may I introduce my friend, Mr. Kwan Wu? I am very pleased to make your acquaintance. I trust that your stay in China will be most happy. Well, thank you. Daddy, 
Speed saved me from drowning in Honolulu. Is that so? Well, good heavens, then, young man. I'm doubly happy to meet you. And uh, I'd like to talk to you further. Will you all dine with me tonight? You bet, Dr. Kingsley. I've got my mouth all fixed for a swell dish of chop suey. <laughs> well, I'm afraid you won't find much chop suey in China, Mr. Dunlap. Except in cafes catering to tourist trade. You know, uh, chop suey and charmaine are really American inventions, not Chinese. Huh. I'll be darned. It's getting so you can't believe a thing you eat. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you'd better see to our luggage, Barney, and find a good hotel. I'm sure Dr. Kingsley has a lot to talk over with Jean and Marsha. Mr. Barlow, may I direct you to an hotel? Why, why certainly, Mr. Wu. I would suggest the Fowler House. The accommodations are very modern. The service, very fine. Uh, well, thank you. Can we take a rickshaw there, Clint? Yeah, we'll take two rickshaws, Speed. Uh, you and I in one, and Barney and the baggage in the other. And we'll see you this evening, then. Yes. My address is uh, 14 Langsu Road. It's on the outskirts of the city, but the rickshaw boy will have no trouble finding it. And uh, <clears throat> what time is dinner? At 7. Ah, see you then. I shall be looking forward to meeting you again tonight. At uh, 14 Langsu Road, until 7, then. You are going to that hotel now? The Fowler House? I guess so, Mr. Wu. And thanks for telling us about it. Only too glad to be of service, Master Gibson. Well, goodbye. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye Doctor. Where did he get that master stuff? Just an old Chinese custom, kid. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> See, we aren't doing so bad getting invited out for supper the first night we arrive. Yeah, that doesn't give us much time to get settled. I also want to contact our Hong Kong operator. Oh, boy. Hey, Rickshaw. Oh, yes, sir. I guess we'll need two of them. Yeah, now, take care of this baggage, dear. All right. And now we're going to Fowler House, huh? Mm -hmm. uh, I think we'll just cruise around until we see a likely-looking hotel. Oh, but why, Clint? Mr. Wu recommended that other place. That's just why we're not going, Speed. Somehow, Mr. Wu impressed me as being a little too anxious to know of our whereabouts for the next few hours. You don't mean the octopus? I don't mean anything, Barney. I'm just not taking any chances. <laughs> This is a swell hotel you picked out, Clint. Away from all the noise, and it's more Chinese than American. Mm, glad you like it, Speed. As Mr. Wu would say, this has all modern accommodations. And uh, I'll add more safety than the Fowler House. Don't you trust that guy, Clint? I'm not trusting anyone, Bonnie, until they prove themselves trustworthy. Perhaps he's a very kindly Chinese gentleman who really has our best interests at heart. But because we're here as the secret police on the trail of the octopus, we have to watch every word and every move that any stranger makes. So I'd rather neither of you mention before Mr. Wu where we're staying tonight. Okay by me. When do we really start trailing the octopus, Clint? Uh, tomorrow, probably. I'm waiting for a call from the Hong Kong operator now. I couldn't contact him before, so I left word with the switchboard girl downstairs to keep after that number. But after I talk to him, I'll know more about what our first move will be. What about that map that you copied from the one Marsh's brother center? Well, I plan to see what I can learn from Dr. Kingsley tonight concerning that approximate neighborhood. However, if Mr. Wu is too much in evidence, that'll have to wait until I can see Jean's father alone. Well, I'll take care of Mr. Wu if you want to talk to Dr. Kingsley alone, Clint. I'll ask him a lot of questions about Hong Kong. Uh, might be a good idea, Speed. We'll see tonight, huh? Uh, what about the bullet plane, Barney? The port officials are guarding that. They've been swell to us. Think I'll ask Kingsley who are the best people to make those changes we want. Taking out one of the gas tanks and putting in another seat. There's your call now, I bet, Clint. Hello. Yes. 
This is Barlow. I'd like some tea delivered. Oh, you have none ready tonight? Perhaps I'd better come to your shop tomorrow to pick out the blend I want. Uh, yes. I'll be there first thing in the morning. What do you want with tea, Clint? <laughs> tea happens to be information speed. That was a member of the International Secret Police I was talking to. He lives in Hong Kong as a tea merchant and also runs a tea house. And a very successful one, too, I may add. He hears many things in that line of business. And all that talk about tea really meant... That he had no information for me tonight. That is, nothing pressing. That we'll have to go to his shop in the morning to lay our plans. Swell. Then we got nothing to do tonight but eat and enjoy ourselves. And we'd better leave now or we'll never reach 14 Lang Su Road by 7. <laughs> Well, then you must be a very important man in China, Dr. Kingsley. Not only as a physician, but as a diplomat. Well, I know and love the Chinese, Mr. Barlow, and I respect them. Needless to say, my race looks upon Dr. Kingsley as a brother. Knowing China as you do, Dr. Kingsley, what have you heard about the octopus? A great deal. But how much is truth and how much is fiction, I can't say. We do know that he's smuggling dope and natives on a wholesale scale. But no one knows how or where. Now, that is why I'm so glad to welcome you as the International Secret Police. And I, China, is most anxious to rid itself of such an evil. Of course, you must understand, Mr. Barlow, that the consulate's office gets merely the whispers concerning this man. But uh, I shall help you in your efforts to find him in whatever way I can. I owe you, I owe Speed Gibson a debt of gratitude that I can never pay. You see, he saved my daughter's life. You don't owe me a thing, Dr. Kingsley, because if I hadn't pulled Jean out of the water, maybe I never would have met you. <laughs> well, Speed has a lot of admiration for you, Doctor. Well, it's mutual, I assure you, Clint. Your nephew is not only a credit to the secret police, but he has the makings of an extraordinarily fine diplomat. <laughs> <laughs> he can fly, too, Daddy. And he's studying telegraphy, fingerprinting, radio, the art of makeup. Makeup? Have you stage aspirations, Speed? No, sir. But makeup is very important to the secret police. That is, good makeup. None of that phony stuff detectives used to use. Yes, indeed. Speed was telling me some things about shading and highlights in makeup that surprised me. Yeah, and Clint here can take one look at some fella he wants to resemble and can rebuild his own face so that they look like twins. <laughs> well, it's extraordinary. Well, you'll find a good many interesting characters to study here in Hong Kong, Clint. And I think it would test even your ability to copy any of them. Me, maybe, Dr. Kingsley, but not Clint. He's the best man in the secret police at makeup. Why, he's... See, I've been noticing some of the Chinese things you have in this room, Doctor. They're very unusual. Things that we're not used to seeing in the shops in America. Yes, I'm rather proud of my collection. Now, uh, that large Chinese gong over there on the wall, for instance... It's over 1,000 years old. Over a thousand? Well, say, let's hear how it sounds. Well, you'll get the true sound, too. You see, most of these temple gongs are cracked. That is, those which are sold. The perfect ones are kept in the temples. But I was lucky enough to get a perfect one. It is lovely, isn't it? Hit it, Speed. I want to hear it. Hmm. Sounds young for its age, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I told you it was in perfect condition. You see... Hey, Barlow, look out! Oh, hey, you... This knife! Someone threw it through that moon window. It's a dragon knife. Dr. Kingsley, is Clint all right? I can't tell you yet, Speed. You see, sometimes these dragon knives are poisoned. 